that by default, I think, was a huge advantage on my part. And I, and I definitely encourage anyone who's interested in this to seek out a program um, that kind of gives you that opportunity to grow in whatever capacity that you want to, um, so that you know you're being supported. Here, we are picking back up on our conversation with Avni. She discusses an example from her own life and where her you-can-do-anything mentality shines through. So that's kind of how I, um, like, kind of like do everything in life. One example that I give is um, when I plan the She Leads Makeathon, or, like, I think, like, six months before... Um, the makeathon. I wrote in my calendar. Um, I booked in my calendar, and I said, "Okay, this weekend, March 9th and 10th, we're gonna have our makeathon." At that point, I didn't know even the name of our brand. Like, I didn't have a team. I didn't even understand what we were gonna do at this makeathon, what the implications were, like where we wanted to have it. Nothing. I had no information. These were all things I need to figure out. But I wrote it in my calendar, and then I told everybody. I told my mom, I told my dad, I told my friends, I told my teachers. I just told everybody because the second I said it out loud, it became real because I'm just not one to like, I would never like embarrass myself and not make it happen. At that point, if I didn't make it happen, then everybody would know I was a failure because I told every everyone. So that was like one thing that I kind of did to trick, to make myself like make sure that like that weekend the makeathon was going to happen and that was the weekend that ended up happening you know it's when you in order to one thing that helps if you really want to make sure that you're not like cheating yourself into not having a positive mindset is like say it out loud like write it down like tell everyone then it, be, it really becomes real you know and then you work towards that goal and naturally like you don't want to be a failure and you want to um prove to everyone else that like what you said like you're gonna make happen like you, you're going to work hard enough to make it happen and it's going to happen. I think that's a really interesting uh, perspective on that because sometimes, like I've definitely seen people, like New Year's resolutions, there's mm-hmm. definitely two ways you can take it. You can take it like, you know, oh, I really want to lose 15 pounds and people love saying they're, they want to lose 15 pounds. So by like the time they hit March, they haven't hit, <laughs> like they haven't even marked off five pounds. And they're like, well, you know, like I'm wanting to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Whether is you have the mindset of, I'm going to lose 15 pounds. I'm going to tell everyone that I'm going to lose 15 pounds and I'm going to do it because the world's holding me accountable now. And if I mess yep. up, it's on me, which I think is awesome. But something I've just been so curious about, especially with you and your mindset and with She Leads, is how you, you were a college student and you just graduated this year, which is a huge congratulations to you. Like, I'm so excited for the future. But at the same time, um, a lot of, you know, there's a, there's a lot of emerging young entrepreneurs right now. So how were you able to create something so big, um, within those four years? Was college a hindrance to you? Did college help you? What did it look like? Yeah. Yeah. I think a little bit, um, of what I'm going to say is going to come out a slight bias because in the program that I was in college, they really, really encourage you to build projects and they actually allocated a certain number of classes and units to, give you to just truly build on this project or business of yours so I think just by that default I had like an extreme support from my faculty professors and like colleagues that like oh like this is what she's doing this is a priority in her life and then also given the opportunity um, resources and time 
to build upon that. So that by default, I think, was a huge advantage on my part. And I, and I definitely encourage anyone who's interested in this to seek out a program um, that kind of gives you that opportunity to grow in whatever capacity that you want to um, so that you know you're being supported. Um, so that was number one, a big thing. I think the other thing is really building a strong team. So from the very beginning, I had a, a pretty big team of young, extremely talented, extremely creative women who kind of stood behind me by the mission. And honestly, none of us really knew what we were doing and none of us had done this before, you know, but really building a team of girls who had experienced this problem on a first hand. I mean, they were, they're all entrepreneurs themselves. So that really helped because they, it kind of felt like their problem, not just my problem, but also their problem to like give back to the community and to, to make impact happen. So I think that number two is like really building a team, like no entrepreneur is successful alone. Mm -hmm. You know, like if you hear of all the like famous examples and histories and all the, the great companies that informed it, it was always a team effort. Yeah. Um, so really honing into that like as well. And how did you, how did you build your team? How did you choose someone and say, I really believe in you. I think you're a value to what I'm going to have. Can you come on? I know some people who get really excited about a project and then people flock to the idea and they go, I want you, 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 and they'll just pick immediately. And Mm -hmm. sometimes it doesn't turn out to be the best. So how did you, how did you build your team? Yeah. So I would say that I actually kind of didn't really build it it kind of just like fell on my lap which I think is a really spoiled thing to say right it's like they came to me per se so I kind of told one of my one of my friends she's she's a little bit younger than me and I told her about my idea and I was like hey like I think this is a really great like thing that we should do like I would love for you to be a part of it with me you know I like I like resonate with like your skills I resonate with your ideas I think we're like we think the same so we'd be a great team and the next day she came but she came with like 10 other girls her friends who were saying me too like um they were all just as talented as her um working working with her in the same program all just like her in the sense that we were all young female entrepreneurs who resonated with the idea and immediately like that was my team you know and it was an incredible thing to see all these girls raise their hand and be like yes include me like we are passionate about this too so I think with that I would say like two things like one surround yourself with like-minded people right Mm -hmm. so like if you're passionate about a topic like go out and surround yourself in a community of other people who are passionate about the same things because it's really easy to get them to rally around whatever you're working on right and then I think number two like the idea that you have and this is like I would say more like business perspective but make sure that whatever that idea is it's really something that like people want people need right Mm -hmm. so like in this particular case the reason why they were immediately like yes like I want to make this team because they were experiencing that that exact problem in their day-to-day life when they were looking for some sort of community um and some sort of way to build themselves as a female entrepreneur And so I'd say, like, when you're building a business or you're building a team, like, really try to do those two things. Definitely. And when it comes to, because you definitely built a wonderful um, team of people, but then you expanded that and you got so many crazy partners and sponsors. (laughs) How did, like, how did you accomplish that? How did you do that? How did that happen? 
<laughs> yeah, that was that was an effort. <laughs> For sure. Um, I think of one of the other things is that like at that moment we we were not really a name that anyone recognized. We kind of had no prior example of of success or any sort of backing that like what we were doing was real or that we would do it well. And so it was pretty difficult to get people behind this idea, right? Because they don't know who we are. We're just a bunch of students. They don't know if we're like being serious. Um, so I think what I really like did was I just reached out to like a massive, massive number of people. Um, pretty much like connecting and I don't know, like maybe like 50 plus people a day, like really utilizing my network um, and really putting myself out there. So that's kind of three things I just talked about. So number one, like is I had a pretty big network in front of me that I had been building for years, right? One was I was leading a chapter of Girls in Tech. So I, through that process, I had met a lot of like people in the industry, especially people who kind of shared um, an interest in like, the gender imbalance so number one and and so I think for all the young entrepreneurs out there like even if you don't have an immediate idea like one day you will and so you want to tap into your network so every day like build that network and that kind of ties back into what I said earlier it's like build that network in a community that you're passionate about right so that like when you do build that network it's relevant and like you can actually like tap into people who want to help you pursue that like goal that you have so that's number one and then number two is understanding that of everybody you reach out like you're gonna get a max of like 10% response right and nobody should take that personally right it's like mm-hmm. everybody has so much to do on their plate everyone has their own dreams and goals and passions and so with that in mind you have to really to get someone to invest their time into you you really have to build a compelling story and you can't expect that every single person you reach out to is going to resonate with you because everyone is, has different experiences. So if you keep in that in mind that like your max going to get a 10% response rate, probably less then you kind of calculate, okay, how many partners do I have or how many people do I want to say yes in whatever situation is. And maybe that's 10 or 20. Then you kind of do the math and see, okay, so I need to reach out to this many people, you know? And then at that point you're kind of guaranteeing yourself that, okay, I'm going to eventually get, you know, the responses that I need. And also like really looking at your timeline, right? So it's like, if you have six months versus six weeks, right? So you have six months, maybe you can reach out to, maybe it's like 300 more people. You can reach out to those people, um, maybe like a couple every, or like maybe like do like 20 a week or something. But then if you have, you know, like six weeks, you kind of just have to cram that out, you know, like do like a hundred a day. And at that point, like templating helps, you know, like creating templatized emails and stuff but then changing up maybe a couple words here and there so that the person that you're um, emailing um, kind of resonates more closely with their saying so you can kind of personalize it for them so that it shows that you didn't just you're not spamming people that you're actually looking into the person that you're sending that information out to and that they actually can be helpful for you you know yeah that is no that's so awesome I'm glad that you, I'm glad that I can definitely tell that you had that tech background and you have the art background because you're, you have a great skill set that you're blending so many parts into and just hearing you speak, I can hear the very logistical side, but I can also see the, the extreme creativity that you have to have sometimes in order to make that effort, right? Um, I could keep talking to you for hours, but unfortunately we're running out of time. Where can everyone find you and where can everyone get in contact with you? 
Yes, definitely. So you can visit us on our website, sheleads.io. And right there is a little subscribe button. So you can just pop in your email and press subscribe and you'll hear about um, any new events we're having in your area, scholarships that we have. We have a mentorship program where we connect young high school girls to female founders to build their own businesses. You want to hear about, you know, program details. Um, we have products and merch that we're launching. You know, if you want to be the first to hear about that, like any of that, like you want to subscribe so that you can hear about that. And we also have an Instagram as well. So you can kind of get in touch with us on social media as well. So our Instagram handle is sheleads.io as well. Awesome. Well, Avni, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I had a really great time talking to you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview series. I would love to know some of your best takeaways. You can find me easily on LinkedIn or Instagram just by searching Ava Wetrick, and I'll happily get back to you and have a conversation. If you really enjoyed this episode, please feel free to leave a rating in iTunes. That act will compound in ways that I can't even imagine. As you have just found a mentor here, go out into the world and see who you can be a mentor to today.